Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Welcome to episode 58 of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. You guys, I'm so excited you're here, and I cannot wait to talk about this topic today. This is actually one of my favorite things ever to talk about, and it's work-home-life balance tips. This is actually something I've presented about before um, and just presented about it at the International Music Ed Summit, the online summit, and I just love talking about this because I feel like it is so important. And last week we talked about starting the school year off with success. And so I told you today we're going to talk more about work-home life balance. I want to share with you today five tips in helping you establish some good work-home life balance tips as you go back into this coming school year to help you breathe a little better and feel like you have your footing under you a little bit better as the school year starts. Now, I want to preface this with saying things are never going to be perfect. There will be rough days. There will be rough weeks. Heck, there's going to be rough months. But these strategies that I'm going to give you are things that have worked for me in my own personal life, especially as I became a mom and trying to juggle all the things is these are tips that will really help. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is um, to prioritize your tasks. Now you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, so this goes with your work tasks. That's a hard word to say, by the way, tasks is a, and your home tasks. Okay, so what I mean by prioritize is think about what needs to get done on a weekly basis. And then put the most important things at the top of a list. And yes, you can use a paper and pen list. You can use a Google. I'm really big on Google Docs, you guys. It's just something, I I mean, you should see how many Google Docs I have saved on my computer. It's out of control. Anyways, (laughs) so however you choose to do this, however, maybe it's the notes app on your phone. I know that's a really big one too. You can just even go down and say like, one through five or one through 10 or one through seven or whatever you know is coming up that week. And yes, this is kind of like a to-do list and write down whether it's work or your home life. And by home life, I mean, whether it's doctor's appointments, if you're a parent, if there's something going on with your kiddos, is there um, at work, is there a concert coming up, a program, is there lesson plans you need to finish up? Does your honors choir have an upcoming performance? Those, that's what I mean by tasks, okay? So for instance, maybe your top task for the week, maybe, you know, you, you know, like your kid has a doctor's appointment. So what would your tasks be for that? It would be to remember, you know, you're maybe you're writing down, remember to sign child out of school. Maybe it's, I need to get a sub for two hours on da 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 date. Whatever your task is that needs to happen around that particular thing, those are things you need to write down to do. If you're anything like me, I'm very organized, but I also can be forgetful if I don't write things down. If I don't jot these notes down or even put them on the calendar on my phone, I'll forget. And it's just very normal. So prioritizing what is more, more 
God, I can't talk. What's more important that week versus things that can get done whenever they just get done? So what would that mean? Something at the bottom of the list is maybe it is uh, finished lesson planning for the month. Well, if you're at the beginning of your, your month, then obviously that's something that doesn't need to happen right that second. That's something you can work on a little bit as the month goes on, right? So the top of your task list is something that needs to happen that week. It's something that's a non-negotiable, kind of like it's going to happen no matter what. And the bottom of your list is something that can kind of just be a rotating thing on your task list. And as you go on throughout the month, obviously that task will move up on the list because it's going to be more important, okay? So the next thing, I hope that makes sense, by the way, but the next thing I want to mention is to work efficiently. This is something that'll help you tremendously with balancing life. So what I mean by work efficiently is how many of you during listening to this during your plan time, which this is sometimes things that are completely out of your control, but you get interrupted during your plan time at school. I know I've talked to so many music teachers, which breaks my heart, that don't even get a plan time altogether. So that's why it's even more important to work efficiently. You're either going to get interrupted, so you can't always rely on that plan time as much as you want to. So how do you do this? How do you work more efficiently? You're like, I'm already working all the hours and I don't have any more hours in my day. You're exactly right. So it's okay to come in early. You'll be very surprised at how much even coming in 15 minutes early makes a difference just on or even 30 minutes early and maybe it's not every day but maybe you you designate two days out of your week where you're coming in early just two days and you're knocking off some things off that to-do list we talked about a minute ago so come in early and then if you do have a plan time then yeah look at that task list we talked about a minute ago and knock off tasks during your plan time Go down the list and maybe your goal is, whether it's coming in early or during your plan time, to knock off two items off that to-do list for during that particular plan time that day. Maybe it's just one thing, but whatever you can get, I don't know if you do this as well, but there's just something good about being able to take a pen to paper and cross something off or put a check mark by it or completely delete it off the notes app off your phone because it's done. Maybe that's just my weird personality coming out, but I know that stuff helps me so much. And so another way to work efficiently, this still goes back into number two, is um, write down everything, like I said earlier, so you know what's coming up, whether it's meetings, assemblies, field trips, everything related to school and home life like we talked about earlier. That will help you work more efficiently because you're you're going to know when, hey, I might miss my plan time this week, so I need to really hustle and finish up some, you know, some things during these two days because I may not get a plan time tomorrow or because maybe the assembly is during your plan time or I can't come in early those days, but I can maybe stay after school late those days and that's that's perfectly fine. So you basically... What I was going to say is working efficiently just means getting as much done while you're working that you can. Now, I am not talking about the teaching portion of your day. When I say work efficiently, I'm meaning all the planning and knocking off things off your task list that you need to get done. That's what I mean by working efficiently. Really taking those moments that you have to plan out your lessons and plan out what's going to be happening and setting up your classroom and um, assessment and all those things, that's the part I'm talking about working efficiently. 
So let's talk about number three. So to go right along with that, leave work at work when at all possible. Notice I said when at all possible, because I do realize there are times you're going to have to take work home. And our goal here is that that does not need to happen all the time. Our goal is for you to be able to leave your work at work as much as you can. So that ties right into coming in early when you need to, or maybe even just staying 30 minutes late if you need to, because I really am under the belief that when you're at home, your home life is like your sanctuary without sounding weird. That is your safe place to just unwind and to be able to be with your family and to be able to just have some downtime that you so desperately need. So if you can leave work at work. Now, I I know that every week will not look like that. But maybe when you're looking at your task list, you maybe are looking at what days, and look at a calendar, what days could I, you know, take work home, and then the rest of the time I'm leaving my work at work. And maybe, maybe your goal right now, maybe last year you went every day, you were still bringing work home with you. Or maybe your goal this year then is to cut it down to just bringing work home two or three days. And so how do you do that? Well, you work more efficiently when, you know, instead of if you're anything like me, you get distracted easily. So when you have all this task list in front of you, if you don't have that there, it's so easy to get distracted and be like, oh, wait, I forgot I was going to do this. And you wander out of your classroom and make some copies. And then by the time you get in there, you have 10 minutes left before your first class comes in and you haven't done a single thing on that to-do list. So just make sure you just are working more efficiently. And then you'll get to the point where you are not having to bring work home as much. This is not me giving anyone a guilt trip here, I promise you. But our whole goal here is to be able to beat some of the stress throughout the school year because sometimes it can feel like a snowball that just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling and you just feel more and more overwhelmed and stressed out. And a lot of that just has to do with just time management a little bit and just making sure that you're prioritizing your tasks a little bit more. Oh, there's that word again. I love saying tasks. Hopefully you can say that word a little better than me. All right, so number four, this goes right along with making a task list, but keep a calendar. I mentioned this a minute ago, but a calendar. I've had people ask me, do you keep a paper calendar or one on your phone or a computer? And my answer is yes, <laughs> because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, some of my best friends still walk around with paper planners. That's not me. Did I used to? Yes. Ironically, I'm a big list maker with paper pen, but when it just comes to keeping a paper calendar, I don't do that. I don't know why. I mean, my brain is weird. I don't know. But I I personally, I love Google, Google Calendar. I love to be able to sync it up with my husband. I also have some people I'm working with that I can sync up my Google Calendar on the work side of things with them. And so I put everything into my calendar, whether it's the my, most minute detail ever. Um, in fact, this, this is a funny little side bit, but the other day I knew our boys needed their nails cut and it was already pretty late and it was time for bed. So you know what I put in my phone for the next day? I have three little boys. If you're wondering, I put in cut boys nails. Yes. That went down to my calendar and then you're like, what the heck What's wrong with this woman? <laughs> but here's, like I said earlier, my brain is very forgetful. And so there's nothing wrong with jotting down even the littlest of things and putting it on your calendar. But as well as keeping a calendar, that is where you're going to keep your, this is all the stuff happening at school. 
And then you'll be able to look at the open days and say, okay, perfect. I'm going to pick this Thursday to do my laundry. I'm going to order groceries and pick it up. And if you don't have grocery pickup, by the way, that's a sanity saver in itself. Then you're going to go to the grocery store on Tuesday after school or whatever it is. Put all the school things on your calendar so you can fill it in with all the home things that need to get done. Does that make sense? And like I said, if you don't have it, stuff on your calendar, it's hard to remember what needs to get done when. And then by the time you realize you have two weeks of laundry backed up and you haven't prioritized your tasks, right? And remember, write down even the littlest of things. So keep a calendar Put even the littlest of things that you think might not be, you know, <laughs> a thing to put on a calendar, but maybe you don't want to put those things on a calendar, but just jot it down somewhere so you don't forget. However you want to organize your thoughts in your brain is completely up to you, but this will really, really help you. And the last thing, number five, that I want to mention in this episode is like some simple life hacks to help you. So... Think about things in your life that are stressing you out. Maybe it is laundry. Can you recruit maybe a husband, nudge, nudge, to help you out to do the laundry? Or maybe you have kids that are old enough to help out and maybe you give them one day a week where they simply start their laundry before school and when you come home, they put it in the dryer. Or maybe it gets to the point where you're so overwhelmed that you just hire a housekeeper to help take care of your home and your laundry. And that is fine. However you decide to simplify your life, maybe it's grocery pickup, maybe you need to get the oil changed in your car and you don't even have time to make a two-hour appointment to do that. I say two hours because where I go takes that long. Yes, I need to find somewhere new. But maybe there is a place around us that has this drive-through oil change and it's like a sanity saver. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's online banking, which everyone does now, but maybe, um, maybe it is just, you know, creating easy meals, whether it's crock pot or frozen meals that you can just simply throw in the oven when you get home or crock pots ready to eat when you get home. Whatever it is, simple life hacks to just help you keep things going throughout the school year is what you need to do. All right. With all that said, in today's episode, I want you to know that I know how hard balancing your work and home life is. It's nothing that is ever, like I said at the beginning, that you feel like is ever perfect and it's not ever going to be perfect. But along with that, it's very hard not having anywhere to go to be able to vent or be able to feel like you can talk to other music teachers about your struggles that you're facing that you know others are facing probably as well. Maybe you're new to teaching or back to teaching or you've been teaching several years And maybe it feels like you're just spinning your wheels every day and you are stressed out and overwhelmed. Then I want to tell you about Harmony. Harmony is the brand new membership site that was created to help you go from feeling burnt out to confident as an elementary music teacher. Every teacher's journey is different and yours will not look like anyone else's, but that's good because your students need the unique and one of a kind music teacher that you are. And wouldn't it be awesome to get a supportive group of other elementary music teachers to support you through the entire school year and who are going through the same content as you and they understand what it's like to plan and implement lessons as you go throughout the membership site. 
And teaching elementary music is stressful. You need to create weekly lesson plans, assess your students, come up with different classroom management strategies to meet the needs of each class that comes into music and plan programs and so much more. It's challenging not knowing where to go to get the support, advice, and community you've been craving. You don't want to bother other elementary music teachers because you get how busy they are. And on top of that, after your first year teaching, you don't have a mentor teacher anymore usually. Do you feel at times that you're not good enough teaching elementary music? Maybe you feel like you're just not doing it right. Maybe you also have feelings of guilt as a working parent. Maybe you feel like you're not connecting with your students as good as you could. Maybe you also feel like you don't fit in with other teachers and you fall into the comparison trap. Therefore, you're feeling overwhelmed and you end up not liking your job anymore. So what do you do? You end up spending countless hours hoping you're doing the right thing and comparing yourself to other music teachers. It's all a big guessing game at times, trying to figure out if you're doing this whole elementary music teaching thing right. You come home crying some days and barely have enough energy left to give to your family. Sometimes it feels like you're just going through the motions. You're tired of being told to put in 100% when you don't have 100% to give and you feel like you're just hanging on by a thread, exhausted from having so many resources available, but you just don't know where to start. Maybe you feel like your students don't listen to you and are so disrespectful. Maybe you're sick of having no time for your own family and like they get your leftovers. Maybe, just like this episode, you don't feel like work-home life balance even exists and it's unattainable but it doesn't have to feel this way. You can begin feeling less burnout and more confident as an elementary music teacher, therefore beating that stress you've been feeling in your work and home life once and for all. Will life ever be completely stress-free? Of course not. You're not a robot, like I've said before, and you're a human being, so you're always going to feel some stress. But there's definite strategies and ways to help you alleviate some of the stress you've been feeling. By joining Harmony today, you'll get action steps to help you move forward in beating the stress and overwhelm. You'll also be surrounded, like I said, by a supportive group of other elementary music teachers who can completely relate to you and are cheering you on as you share your wins, no matter how small you think they are. You'll also get monthly done-for-you lesson plans that include lesson plan packs full of content to help you implement classroom management and teaching, videos explaining the lessons, monthly mentorship calls with other music teachers just like you, and access to the awesome members-only Facebook group. On top of that, how great would it be to be able to ask any question you have throughout the school year and get the support and mentorship you need all year long? This is what you'll get by joining Harmony. So simply head to the domesticmusician.com and click on the Harmony tab where you'll be able to enroll today. But hurry because enrollment closes on July 31st and will not reopen for a long time. You do not want to miss out on this opportunity that comes around only couple times a year, you guys. And I hope you will join us and that I know by joining Harmony, you will be able to change your life, your stress, and your teaching as a music teacher once and for all. I hope to see you in there. And if not, I will see you soon on another podcast episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes.
To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.